Praise the Lord. Amen. Aren't you glad that your God is great? He's above all things, all situations and circumstances. Amen. That's your God. Hallelujah. Glad to see uh, Donnie and Michelle back. Hope you had a great time. Hallelujah. God's good to us. Uh, if you would, open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16 and Second uh, Timothy chapter 3. Matthew chapter 16 and 2 Timothy chapter 3. Mark your place there and Tim, we're going to be looking at some verses in First and 2 Timothy tonight. Um, kind of building on what we, uh, the Spirit of God laid on our hearts this morning. Uh, you and I, we, we need to be very mindful of the time we're living in. We need to be very mindful of that the Spirit of God, you have the promise that out of the mouth of Jesus that He would lead you and guide you into all truth and that He would uh, continually bring to your remembrance the Word of God, what you need to be successful, what you need to have joy and peace and victory and all of those things. Uh, and, and to help you be able to discern the sign of the times. Um, it's been on my heart for several weeks now about, uh, and we'll talk about it, but about the Scripture where... Paul talked about evil men waxing worse and worse. And we're seeing it. I mean, we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, just a manifestation like a snowball of effect of what once would never have been acceptable. Now it just happens and nobody even thinks anything about it. It's just become the new norm. And then I heard uh, last night a, a gentleman that has a great, uh, impact on a lot of people and he was talking about we don't even need to be looking for the return of the lord now that's that's years and years and years off uh that there's no signs whatsoever uh that you need to be concerned about about the coming of the lord and i i was uh going to sleep uh, i like to go to sleep listen to preaching you know but somehow that has snuck in on my list and uh and, it, and talk about getting your attention that got my attention i thought my goodness what Bible is he reading? Where, where is he at? Uh, but anyway, so uh, I think it's very timely that you and I are, are realizing that there's many voices Paul warned us about in this world. And you need to make sure, I need to make sure that we're listening to the voice of the Lord. Amen. All right. Uh, Matthew 16, let's start in verse number one. If you're there, say amen. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees. Now, you know you're doing good when you get two camps who hate each other to come against you. You know if you're getting people who don't like each other to be able to come and make a stand against what you're standing for, come on, you're on the right track. Because these two groups of people, they didn't like each other. They didn't have any of the same beliefs, uh, yet they're going to stand against Jesus. So hold that in your heart in these last days. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Verse 2, he answered and he said unto them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and it's lowering. It's, it has an, it's overclassed with, with clouds. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the sign of the times. Now mark down what he said there in verse number three. He said, oh, you hypocrites, you play actors in religion, you can discern the face of the sky, the natural, but you cannot discern the sign, the karyos, the set proper time in the spirit he said, verse number four, now remember this, a wicked, a evil, a, a evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, but there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. Now hold your place here. We're coming back and go to Second uh, Timothy chapter three. Let's read verse one, and then let's drop down and read verse 13. Second Timothy chapter three. Let's read verse 1, then we'll drop down and read verse 13. This know also that in the last days, and you look it up yourself, the last days, it means the farthest one out. It's like the last trumpet. The, the last means the last. This know also that in the, the last days, the farthest day out, perilous, difficult, dangerous times, fierce times, they shall come. Verse 13. What's going to make them like that? But evil men 
This is that same word where Jesus said, but an evil generation, a, a, an adulterous, a, a hurtful generation, uh, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. They're going to move forward by beating you with the lies. This word, it means to beat, to browbeat. They're going to get you to move away from what you have faith in. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Deceiving and being deceived. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for your attendance tonight. Thank you for your attention to the Word of God. Thank you for your faithfulness in everything that you do. Uh, there's a lot of things going out in the world, uh, but Jesus is involved in His church. Amen? And uh, the devil wants to still kill and destroy, but your God, your Lord, your Savior, He's going to meet your needs. Amen? Uh, and so you just rely on Him, just hold on to Him, and uh, everything that you have given, sown into the Lord, it's coming back to you. 30, 40, 60 fold is coming back. Uh, and so you hold on to that. But tonight I, I want us to just to look at some things. Hold your place there in Timothy, like we said. But I want to, I want to understand what we're talking about here in Matthew 16. Notice that Jesus is, is in this great place where he's, uh, he, he's even bringing, like we said, the Pharisees, that they were a separatist group of people. They were, they felt they were so holy. Don't you come around me? Because if I even have to go and meet you at Walmart, I'm I'm going to go home and I'm going to take a bath and I'm going to wash my clothes uh, before I even to think about touching my Bible or praying or anything because you are unclean. That's their mindset. And the Sadducees, uh, they started out right, but if you don't keep your eyes on Jesus, it don't matter how you start, it's how you finish. Uh, their name means to be just, but they were justified in themselves. And, and so you and I, we know that our justification is in Jesus. Amen. And so we've got to hold on to him. But anyway, Jesus is, is there and they're wanting this sign. And he tells them, he said, you can look around and you can tell all about the weather, but you can't see that you're in a karyos moment. He said, you don't understand that you're in a set time. This is, you're right now, you're alive and you're getting to see me. Come on, Jesus is talking, I'm trying to bring a revelation to them. The one that you've been reading about in the Old Testament, this is the proper time for you to see me, that I'm a manifestation of God's grace. Amen. I'm a manifestation of the fulfillment of the Old Testament, the Word of God. And, and, and so... Uh, he tries to bring that truth to them, and, and he says they're a wicked, they're an evil, they're an adulterous generation. But I want you to drop down and, and see the contrast here. Drop down with me, if you would, to verse 13 in this Matthew 16. It says, And when Jesus came unto the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say they are John the Baptist, some Elias, and other Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art, you know these scriptures very well, thou art the Christ, the Christos, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood is not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which art in heaven. And so uh, everybody that's looking for a sign, that's something that's external. But see, right here we see that where Jesus says, I want to have the Spirit of God to reveal something on the internal to you. Amen. I, 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 want, I want you to know that you can be like uh, Simon Barjona. You don't have to be a Peter. You don't have to have a rock uh, in your heart or a rock in your head. You can be a Simon. A Simon simply means somebody that hears. And you don't hear by self. Simon Barjona, the son of the dove. So you have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. And so we need to know that in these last days, when all of these things are happening, that the Simon Barjona, the son of the dove, that uh, you and I, we have the same uh, ability, the opportunity to be able to hear by the Spirit of God. Amen. I want to hear, don't you, by the Spirit of God. And so we don't have something external. You've got something internal. Uh, you and I don't have to go look for something. We have the something, the someone inside of us. And he wants to lead us and guide us. And so you see the contrast here. You see how those are walking with Jesus. They're able to see the 
impossible. Amen. And those who are walking simply by signs, they're going to always be left on the outside looking. All right. So let's see how we can uh, avoid what the enemy would would have in your life and my life. Go back to to Second Timothy. This time, let's go to Second Timothy chapter one. And we're going to look at three things tonight. You and I, to make sure that we don't get in trouble, we got to see that the devil is going to try to do anything and everything he can to get you and I to be ashamed of the truth, or he's going to try to get us to err from the truth. Because if he can get me to be ashamed from the truth, if he can get you to be ashamed from the truth, of course we're going to err, we're going to veer off from it. Thank you, Brother Corey, I appreciate it. But then also, uh, when that happens, if before we know it, we will be resisting the truth. And, and see, that's his, that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing whole denominations that are, are, are changing the, the belief that this Bible teaches. They're coming into false teaching and they're accepting, uh, sin into the church. And not only are they accepting it, they're preaching it, they're teaching it in the way that, uh, it is right. And you and I, we know what it is. It is sin is sin. It's false. It will cause separation from God. And separation from God is death. Separation from God is, is, is you have no hope. You have no confidence. And so tonight, let's look at some things. Let's look at, uh, uh, second, uh, Timothy chapter one. Let's start reading in verse, um, Number 11, look what Paul says. Paul says, whereunto, and he's talking about the gospel of Christ, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For what reason? Verse 12, for this cause uh, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. See, Paul is in a place in a position where he's suffering for the gospel's sake. And he'd been through many things. Come on, the shipwrecks, the, the, the stonings, the beatings, uh, the, the stripes and all of these things. At one point, uh, when he went to Galatia, uh, you, you know, they said they wanted to pull out their own eyes and give it to Paul because he'd been stoned and, and, and his face and eyes were swelled up and it was, it was such a horrendous sight. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of any of that. But I want you to stick with me. And we see that where certain people, when trouble comes, they'll pull away from you. They'll say, now, wait a minute. You're a Christian. Everything should be going good. No, the devil hates you. The devil hates me. And the closer you get to the Lord and the more you try to walk like Jesus, the more you try to talk like Jesus, the more you try to look like Jesus, the devil is going to hit you with everything he's got. Today is Father's Day. It should have been a great day. It wasn't a great day. No, there's a lot of problems, a lot of struggles, and a lot of aggravations. But God's still my father. Amen. God's still your father. He's on the throne and we can hold on to him. Notice what it says. For this, for, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. Come on. We know who we believe. And I'm persuaded that he, Jesus, is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Now notice what he says. Here's what you and I have got to do uh, in the midst of, uh, of things looking worse and worse. Hold fast the form of sound doctrine, sound words, doctrine, the, the truth of the Lord, which thou hast heard of me in faith and in love, which is in Christ Jesus. You and I, we've got to possess the truth. Come on, we got to hold on to the truth. The devil's going to try to attack you and I and try to get us to say, wait a minute, maybe I misunderstood the scripture. Maybe I misheard the Holy Spirit. Maybe this isn't what the word said. And so then he could get us to back up. He'll get us to water down what we know is truth. No, we're holding fast. Amen. We're not ashamed of it. I'm standing that I don't have complete healing in my body, but Jesus is the healer. I'm standing. I don't have complete deliverance in my life, but Jesus is my deliverer. Amen. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm standing in that truth. I will proclaim it to my dying day that there is no other answer. There's no other victory, but in Jesus Christ. Amen. And so you and I, we stand strong. We hold on to that. Sister Victoria, put Proverbs 23, 23. If you don't care, I know it causes you to have to go back and forth. But Proverbs 23, 23. I think the scripture says, buy the truth, buy the truth and sell it not. Come on. Jesus, he has enabled you and I to be able to procure, to grab a hold of the truth. He is the truth that we preached on this morning. Buy the truth and sell it not. Don't let the devil sell you a false bill of goods. Don't let your feelings shortchange your faith. 
Hold on to your faith. Sell it not also wisdom and instruction and understanding. See, we can't have the last three without the first one. Because Jesus is the truth we preached on this morning. And when you have the truth, you're going to have wisdom. You're going to have instruction. You're going to have understanding. Amen. And so we've got to hold fast. Hold fast to what you know is right. Say, well, I've been praying this, but I ha- I'm not seeing the answer. I- I- I've been decreeing this, but nothing's changing. Guess what? It's coming. It's coming because God, he promised you and I that his word would not return unto him void, right? But it would accomplish where he sent it. How does he send it? Out of your mouth by his spirit. Out of my mouth by his spirit. All right, back to to, to 2 Timothy. Thank you so much, Sister Victoria. Hold fast the form of sound words uh, which thou hast heard of me in faith and in love which is in Christ. Verse 14. That good thing which was committed unto thee. Come on. Jesus, the word has been committed unto the church. Oh my gosh. God the Father said, I commit all that I have unto my church. Wow. That's how much he trusts you. That's how much he knows that you're going to succeed. We're not going to fail. Amen. If we'd have kept reading there in Matthew 16, you know the scripture, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Amen. You are that church. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep how? By the Holy Ghost which dwells in you. Come on. We've got to start learning how to rest. Rest in the Lord. We've got to start learning how to lay our head on the very bosom of Jesus like John did there in uh, uh, John the Beloved in John 13. We just need to lay our head back on that bosom and, and, and let, let God tell us the truth about some things. In other words, let the Holy Spirit keep you. Come on, don't don't fight for your salvation. Just believe for it. Don't fight for your deliverance. Just receive it. Amen. Don't fight for your healing. Just know that Jesus took stripes for it to come into your life, into my life. Hold on to that. Don't let anything take it away from you and say, Spirit of God, keep talking that truth into my ear. Come on. I want my soul to be renewed by the word of God. I, I want to come into that perfect will. See, the body, uh, the, the body will only go where the soul lets it. Come on. The, the, and the second, what is it? No, third John, third John tells us that, that as a man or woman, boy or girl thinks in their heart, they're, they're prospering. They're, 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 as you think in your heart, that's the way he said, I want you to be in health and I want you to prosper as your soul prospers. So that's what he's saying. As you think in your heart, he's, he, he's, he's quoting even out of the Old Testament. That's the way it's going to be. So I, I'm going to prosper. My body's going to go according to my soul. Well, my soul has to be fed by my spirit, which is fed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So here we are tonight. He said that you and I have to be in that place where we let the Holy Ghost dwell in us and let him do the keeping. Amen. Verse 15. Now, here's the enemy that is showing up. He said, this knowest that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me. Now, this is a term from the Greek that means Paul says these are in Asia Minor. They're ashamed of me. They're ashamed of me and my message. They're ashamed of the one that I'm representing. They've turned their back. And and so tonight, know that when you present the truth to people and and you're trying to live the the life that that represents and reflects Jesus Christ, there's going to be some that's going to turn away from you. They're going to be ashamed of what you stand for. They're going to be ashamed of who you stand for and all of those things. But you can't let that shake you because you've got a testimony. You've got a glorious Savior. You've got the light of the Lord. You've got the love of the Lord. You've got the word in you that will ultimately will have the final say. Amen. This knowest thou that all they which be in Asia be turned away from me of whom. Now here's the instigators. Uh, Phygelius. Phygelius, his name fully translated instead of only transliterated means fugitive. That gives us an idea of who we're talking about. We're talking about the original fugitive, the, the devil who's working in this situation. And, and so the, uh, a fugitive is somebody who gets away from the law. Well, what's, the, what's your law tonight? Your law is the love law. Come on, we're saved by grace and we're to love as 
The Lord loved us. He's put that in us. And so we're not a fugitive from that. No, we embrace that. But see, they're teaching something else. And he said, Philegius and Hermogenes. Hermogenes, this is a, a, a voice of other gods. We, we've got to make sure that we're only tuned into the one true God. Amen. That we can hear by his spirit talking to us. And so these two started everything. They, they, they started this whole disruption that, that started so small and it grew so big. Come on. We've got to put a stop to the little words of the devil. Let's don't give them voice. Let's stop it before something little, before he can the devil, he takes something so small and turns it into something so big. Sister Sharon and I were talking last Sunday night uh, about Galatians 5.9. You know, Galatians 5.9 says a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. And that's what we can do. We can get just a little uh, uh, misunderstanding, a little confusion, a, a little hurt, a little sin. Come on. And it'll get bigger and it'll get bigger and bigger. But guess what? That For you and I, the Christian, we get the truth in us. Oh my, what can the truth do? The truth can make us free, amen? It can make us be what he would have us to be. Now notice what he said one more time. This knowest that all they that be in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Philegius and Hermogenes. So I want you to see that you and I, we're going to have a group of people that are going to wax worse and worse. They're going to be a group of people who are going to get bolder and bolder in standing against God, standing against the church, standing against you. And and they may even get people to follow them. And they may get people to listen. And they may even get people to work in that direction. That doesn't shake you. Because you're not, you're not saved by what somebody says about you. You're not called by what somebody says about you. You don't have a ministry. You don't have an affirmation in man. Your affirmation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So though all hell comes against you, it cannot win. Come on. God will swallow up the lies. He will swallow up the division. He'll swallow up all of those things. You and I, we just have to stand strong and we have to believe it. Amen. I believe it. Don't you? All right. Now let's look at something here. Go with me uh, to First Timothy. Stay, hold your place in here. We'll we'll come back. I want you to see this. In First Timothy one six, Paul's talking about the very same thing about all of this confusion uh, and, and and all of this teaching that was going around. And he says one thing in verse six. He said, "From which having from which some having swerved." Now, we're going to look at that in just a minute in Paul's other writings here. But this word swerved, it means to miss the mark. So Paul said, there's some who've missed the mark. They missed the mark of Jesus. Having turned aside unto vain juggling, vain jangling, vain speaking, idle talk, senseless talk, words of no profit. So uh, I, I want you to know the devil is going to do everything he can to get in your tongue and my tongue. So right now, there's some situations uh, that don't look too favorable that I've been believing God for, that I've been trusting the Lord in, same way with you in your life. All right? It'd be very easily to get down in the mouth. It'd be very easily to be discouraged and to talk out of the negativity of all of those things. But you and I, we've got to say, now, wait a minute. I'm going to hold fast that form of sound doctrine. I'm going to hold fast to the prayer I've prayed. I'm going to hold fast to the decrees that I have made in Jesus' name. And, and, and I'm not going to let the devil change my speech. Don't let him change what you have been talking about. Amen. You've been believing God for some things. Hold on to that and don't let anything change it. Now, let's go back to Second Timothy, this time chapter 2. And we'll see where he, uh, he talks about this missing the mark just a little bit. Uh, let's start in verse 15 to show how we can avoid it. Second Timothy 2.15. Paul says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you and I, we just need to use speed. We need to be diligent uh, in the things of God. Uh, this is really a, a loose translation. Um, verse 16, but he said, shun profane and vain what babblings? This, 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 this speech that's not of God, for they will increase unto what? More ungodliness. So you and I, we can't afford to, to uh, agree with the enemy in any way, because when we come in agreement with it, it's seed. Every word that I speak, it's a seed. And so am I sowing the truth of God, the, the, the hope of God, the faith of God, or am I sowing what I'm seeing? 
Come on, if, I, if I'm sowing what I'm seeing, I, I, I'm not doing like what God told Abraham. Abraham said, call those things. He told Abraham, call those things like I do. Those things that be not as though they were. So we got to start saying that. And so, in other words, I'm going to start speaking over this relationship. This relationship, it's not going to die. It's going to live. This relationship is not going to be separated. It's coming together in the name of God. The devil is not going to have victory in this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the love of God always wins. It never fails. In Jesus' name, this confusion, this lying spirit is going to be swallowed up in the Holy Ghost. Amen? All of these things, we start speaking that. We hold on to that and we say, devil, you're not going to have any vain babblings. You're not going to have any words in this situation. Verse 17, or verse 16 once again, notice what it said. Under more ungodliness, where does it come from? Verse 17, and their word, come on, this, this, this word of the enemy will eat as doeth a canker, of whom Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth, notice what it says, have erred. They've missed the mark. They missed the mark. Here's two people that are teaching. Here's two people who are witnessing. Here's two people who are are uh, started out in the right way. But when the devil come, when situations come, they veered off. And, and notice what he said. He, he said that uh, they have erred saying the resurrection is past already and have overthrown the faith of some. See, you make a difference. I make a difference in people's lives. We can either build them up in faith. Or in this case, we can tear them down. And and so I want you to notice how the devil works. See, it's easy to see here uh, Hymenius because Hymenius, he, he, he was one, the one member we talked about who listened to the voice of other gods. So that, that, that person is easy to recognize. I mean, you, when somebody starts talking devil talk, yeah, you're not going to be deceived. But Philetus here, uh, uh, Philetus, his name, it simply means Somebody who is a poser, uh, with a friendly attitude, with a, with a genuine disposition. In other words, it's like the devil comes and puts his arm around you and says, hath God said? So those, those words are harder to discern. Those words are harder to divide. And so you need the Spirit of God. I need the Spirit of God. But Paul said they had erred from the truth. They had completely missed the mark because they were teaching something other than the resurrection. Jesus said in John 11, I am the, come on now, hallelujah. And that's your hope. That's my hope tonight. And, and so we can see how all of this is progressive. We can't be ashamed of the truth. If you believe uh, in, in, in Jesus as your Savior, tell people. Come on, make a stand for it. If you believe in Jesus as your healer, I don't care if, if you got snot running out your nose. Tell people, Jesus is my healer. He delivers from colds, flus, allergies. I don't care what it is. Just don't be ashamed of it. Don't don't back up on it. Because if we ever back up, then all of a sudden, here comes the little things where the devil starts causing us to miss the mark. He starts causing us to make a readjustment. See, Jesus spoke through Paul by the Spirit of God. And, and he said, he said, Paul said, I press toward the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. That mark is scopios. It's like you and I would uh, fine-tune the scope on a rifle. If you and I are going to hit something at 200 yards, it's going to have to be what? It's going to have to be fine-tuned. It's going to have to be on mark. And so we got to be like Paul. we got to allow the Spirit of God to show us how to look at that mark, that mark of Christ Jesus, and don't let anything get you off of that. Amen? All right. Now, uh, let's go back. Here in the, we're in the second chapter. Let's look at some things in the third chapter. Now we won't read all of this, but I want you to know that in these first five verses, uh, there's 20 things that these people are doing, uh, that let you know that you're in the last days. And so you, in your home study time, you meditate on these 20 things and you see if you see them in the world today. And if you see them in the world today, then you know that you're in the last of the last days. No matter what anybody else preaches or teaches or says, and you need to be ready. I need to be looking up for my redemption draweth nigh. Amen. I, now that doesn't mean that we're to be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. It just means that we're to be ready to bring heaven to earth. Amen. And to do what God would have us to do. But for sake of time, I want you to drop down to, uh, uh, 
verse 6, 2 Timothy 3 and 6, and let's see how it, it goes to where you start resisting or fighting against the truth. It says, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust. Uh, let's leave the gender out and let's just see that, that everything that's coming in your house is not of God. We, we, we've got to discern what's coming in our house and we've got to recognize, is, is this leading me closer to God or is this leading me away? If it's leading me away from God, guess what? I've got the power to shut it off. I can turn off the television, I can turn off the internet, or I can change the channel, or I can change the website, whatever it might be. I can change the radio station. I don't have to let that lead me astray. You don't have to let it, amen? And guess what? People are looking at you and I, and they're going, well, because uh, I, I remember there was a show I used to watch years ago, and there was nothing wrong with the show except it had some language in it. But I didn't know it had language, because me and Donna, we had a deal called a TV Guardian, and it t- it took all language out. And I remember somebody said, you mean you watch that show? And I said, yeah. They said, what about the language? I said, I didn't know it had any, remember that, Victoria? I said, I didn't know it had language in it. Um, so uh, what I'm saying is people then, they look at you and they say, well, if brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so does that, then it must be, but we're not supposed to do that. The Holy Ghost is our conscience, not brother so-and-so, not sister so-and-so, because what might be all right with one may not be all right with another because we're all on different levels, amen, and we're growing at different speeds. Uh, but anyway, verse 7. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. See, when you and I, when we, when we are ashamed of the gospel, when we miss the mark, when we err from that truth and we start compromising, then all of a sudden, uh, we can't really see, and that's what these are fixing to show us what they're doing. They can never really see, well, how can you believe that? That's like uh, Brother Zach was telling me that he, I love it, he had a conversation with a uh, a preacher, a pastor of another denomination, and, and, and he, he just asked him, he said, he said, well, what's the difference between my church and your church? And the pastor told him, oh, there's a lot, a lot of things different. There, and uh, I got tickled because uh, uh, Brother Zach was sharing with me exactly what I was said. And uh, he didn't think too highly of, of your your church. But anyway, uh, I think it's interesting how that just because you and I may be in different levels, if we're not careful, we can judge where somebody else is. That's not our role. You can, you can ever be learning, but never come to the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge is that we're going to all be one. Those who have believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. There's not going to be any dominations. We're going to be one in Christ in heaven forever. Look what happens. Verse 8. Now, as Janes and Jambres withstood Moses. Now, we know the story so well in the, in the book of Exodus when God sent Moses to deliver the children of Israel. He uh, led him into Pharaoh's court. Now, can you imagine uh, Moses and Aaron coming into Pharaoh's court and the history that, that Moses had had with Pharaoh and all of that situation uh, and uh, being just 40 years removed from uh, from where he was in Pharaoh's house and all of these things. But God sent him there and and he starts showing the power of God. He starts revealing the hand of God. He starts bringing truth to Pharaoh. And so Pharaoh looks over at his magicians. And here's the two head magicians. Uh, we don't have the name in the Old Testament, but Paul, come on, he has revelation uh, that exceeds uh, anyone in the New Testament other than, of course, Christ. And so that revelation comes and he, he tells us who they are. And he said that they withstood Moses. Now, what did they do? Everything that Moses would do, they did. Come on, the devil loves to play church. The devil loves to come to church and he loves to operate in the things that uh, that seem godly, that seem religious, uh, that will twist and pervert people's minds. But you and I, we have this confidence. Remember when Moses laid his staff down and it come, turned into a serpent? They laid theirs down and it turned into a serpent. But what did Moses do? Come on. Hallelujah. Your God is greater. Your God is bigger. In other words, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and uh, Jacob, our God, he swallowed up the lies of the enemy. So that's what we've got to do. We've got to say, Lord, if there's any falsehood in my life, I, I, I want you just to swallow it up tonight. I give you permission. I don't want to be ashamed of the truth. I don't want to err from the truth. I'm 
God forbid do I want to resist the truth. I, I want to work hand in hand with the living God, don't you? I want to work with him. Now notice what it says. It says, now, as Janes and Jambres withstood Moses to do, um, so do these also. Now mark it down in your Bible. Resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So we've we got to see that it's so important that, that we don't get off track. Because if, if you and I, if we get off track, we get away from the love of God, then we'll get into religion. And religion will cause all sorts of trouble. Religion will divide us. But Jesus, come on, the relationship with God the Father by the Spirit will bring us together. It'll give you understanding. It'll give me understanding. It'll cause the love of God to be shed or brought in our heart by power. Amen. And, and so we got to see that that we're in these last days and there's all going to be all sorts of opportunities for you to hear all sorts of things. Come on, we, we've got we've got preaching. We've got teaching. We've got gospel services all around the world available to us in any form and fashion. But just because it's available doesn't mean that it's for you at this time, for me at this time. We need to ask the Lord. Everything that we, remember, Job said, I've made a covenant with God. I'm not going to let anything come across my eyes unless it's of God. I'm going to make sure, amen. I've got a covenant with him and I'm going to hold my eyes away from anything that wouldn't be destined and directed by the spirit of God. And so that's what you and I want to do. We don't trust in self, trust in him, amen. Trust in the Holy Spirit. And when you and I make that uh, commitment to him, he'll swallow up all of these other things. I promise you. Now let's close with just a couple verses uh, that I want you to take home with you tonight. Let's go to Matthew 24. Now, I want you to see just some truth to take home with you. You know these verses very well, but I'm gonna, I want you to just remind you of verse, um, one and two. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him. Notice this, for to show him the buildings of the temple. Now, can you imagine? This scripture always cracks me up. I, I can't imagine here they're wanting to show Jesus this temple, you know, I mean, is this not ludicrous to you? I mean, I mean, it just shows how how the the flesh is. And Jesus said unto them, "See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down." And of course, you and I, we can look at Jerusalem today, and the western wall in part is there, one stone on another. So that gives us an idea of where we're at. That gives us an idea of what's got to happen. When Jesus' feet touch the Mount of Olives, it's going to split. And when that Mount of Olives splits, every stone is going to be turned to sand. Because there's only one rock, and that rock is Jesus Christ. Amen? So we understand some things. But the reason why I read that, I want you to to see that Jesus, uh, as he was trying to teach the scribes and the Pharisees, they didn't get it. But Peter and and the eleven, they got it. And when they heard that message, they seen that God was building a church. But somewhere along the way, here they are. They're back into this. Look at this temple. Look at this earthly temple. Well, let's stop looking at the earthly things. Let's look at the spiritual. There's no air from the truth. Now drop down to verse 37. This is why we're reading this. Uh, he said, but as the days of Noah or Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So if you and I are not going to be ashamed of the truth, if we're not going to err from the truth, if we're not going to resist the truth, we've got to see that he gives us a timeline. And he showed us uh, those 20 traits in 2 Timothy chapter 3 of what men would be doing, what they would be looking like before the coming of the Lord. And then he goes here and Jesus out of his own mouth says, you just need to look at what was going on in the days of Noah. And when you see those things that was happening, then you will know that the coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. Amen. And you can be prepared, but also you can help prepare others. Come on, we gotta prepare, we gotta harvest out there. Amen. We've gotta reach them. So let's go to, go to, hold your place in Matthew. We'll be right back, but go to Genesis chapter six and let's read. Just remind ourselves, we know, just because we know something, the Bible says to put yourself in remembrance, to stir up those things. In Genesis chapter six, verse number one. And it began to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now, 
that's something that you need to really study and you need to understand what's happening with all this manipulation of DNA and what's going on in these last days and how the devil is involved in that. If you're not familiar uh, with with some of these things, you, you need to really study up on it because uh, there's going to be a great shift in the DNA. There's going to be, how's the devil going to bring a false healing? Because he's going to, what's the mark of the beast? Like you're sealed with the Spirit of God and you have the DNA of Jesus. The mark of the beast is the DNA of the devil. And you can, if you take the mark of the beast, you cannot be saved. Because your DNA will be shifted, it will be switched, and you'll have the DNA of the devil. And there's a way that that happens. And, but that's another sermon for another time. But notice what he said. He said, um, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for he is also flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty. And there were giants in the earth in those days. Think about how DNA was altered and how man was changed and what God is saying here. And also after that, was, was there a Goliath that David fought? So there was giants after that. What changed the DNA? What brought the DNA there? When the sons of God, when the fallen angels came into the daughters of men and they bare children to them and they became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Verse five. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth as in the days of Noah. Do you see wickedness in the earth? Evil men, wickedness shall wax worse and worse and worse. Now, don't get mad at me. Things are not going to get better. This prosperity stuff that they're preaching and teaching to get your money and get your attention is a lie. Jesus is coming, though. We're looking up. The Bible says for you and I to look up. We've got everything to be hopeful for. But at the same time, we see that we don't need to put our confidence in this world. And we've got to get people's eyes off of this world and get them on Jesus. Amen. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That's where we're at. Don and I watch certain uh, things um, just to stay uh, apprised of where uh, Generation Z is and and it's Z and it's Z. Right. And uh, oh, my gosh. Now, I know that there's good in every generation and there's good in every church. Jesus talks about that in the book of Revelation. I understand that. And I'm not jumping on a generation, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's our fault. It's the church's fault because we haven't taught them. But you, you, you they are very militant in what they believe and, and they're very progressive and, and, and they're going and winning people to lies where the church needs to be standing up and winning people to Jesus, the truth. Amen. And so we've got to see that if they can do what they're doing in the power of the enemy, how much more can the church do something in the power of the risen Savior? Amen. But they, they're, they're indoctrinating a whole generation. Uh, uh, and they're doing it in something that we need to be walking in. They're doing it in a love. It's just the love is twisted. But they're looking for love. Amen. But we need to show them the true love of Jesus that will pull them and bring them out. So I want to close with Matthew chapter 11. This is what we want to do. We want to be able to be in the place where we've done this and where we can help others. Look at the last three verses in Matthew chapter 11. You know these verses, but we've got to do them. He says in verse 28, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. if you're there, say amen. Come unto me, some of you, Everybody. They don't know where to go. People told me I needed to go to church. Thank God for church, but I needed Jesus. I remember the first time I had a little Gideon Bible, sitting there reading that Gideon Bible, trying to figure out what in the world it meant. It didn't mean anything in the world to me, because why? The words are spiritually understood. You, you, you gotta have the Spirit of God to show you. They say this Bible is written on a third grade level. Well, I was in the fifth grade when I got that and I couldn't understand nothing. Amen? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will, what a promise, I will give you rest. 
The whole world is running to and fro. They're, 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 they're trying to figure out what to do, what not to do, where to go, where not to go, and, and how to accomplish and fill their heart. We've got to teach them how to come to Jesus. But I can't teach them if I'm not going to him myself. Now tonight, don't get mad at me. But the Holy Ghost said, if there's anything in your life you're not resting about, you need to repent. We're going to have to start preaching hard because we've got to preach truth. This soft, delicate stuff ain't working. Amen. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall what? Find rest unto your souls. James one twenty one says that the engrafted word of God will save your soul. Not We're not talking about your spirit. We're talking about your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions. In your mind, will, and emotions tonight, if you are not resting in Jesus, you need to repent. I need to repent. And we need to come into Him and let Him give us rest. I, I, this is so important. God wants to do an amazing miracle in our lives tonight. And all we've got to do is say, yes, Lord. I'll repent of that. I'll come and I'll take what you have from me. Look what He said. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That means that I'm going to be yoked up with Him and He is going to pull right with me. I love it. I used to watch my uh, grandpa plow all the time. And when when one would let up, the other one would take the load. And, 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 and they work together. Well, he's given us something we can understand. I can work side to side with Jesus. And when I'm tired or when I don't have the, the ability to go, he's going to pull the weight. But while I'm there with him, he said that the, his burden would be easy. That's what the Spirit of God said. If you're loaded down with something tonight, it's time to unload. You say, well, now wait a minute. I, I need to do this and I need to do that, do you? Did God tell you to do that? Or are you just doing it because that's the way you've always done things? If we do the same old thing, we're going to have the same old thing. You plant corn, you're going to get corn. Okay? So, I need to unload of some things. I, because if I don't, what am I doing? I'm ashamed of what God said. And if I'm ashamed of what God said, then I'm in the place where I'm resisting the truth ultimately. I don't want that, do you? I want to let God be God. In the spirit, there's some, there's some heavy, heavy baggage on our lives that the spirit of God wants to reveal to each one of us. And he wants us to literally give them to him. Well, we don't have to let the world wax worse and worse around us. The world's waxing worse and worse, but Jesus would be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. You and I, we're not of this world. Amen. We're of Jesus. I want to close with this. I read this. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to give you a, a little bit of it. and You can read it if you want to. This this blew me away. I didn't know anything about this. In um, East Berlin, they're building a new church. And it's their goal to bring this church to America. Because if they said if they can get this church to America, they can fundamentally change religion in America. It's called the House of One. Okay, and uh, they started, they laid the foundation in, in May of, tw- of 2021. It's supposed to take four years to, to build it. And here's what they, what the, 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 theolo- the theologian uh, uh, of this church, what he said. He said, religious institutions have to find a new language and a new way to be relevant, to, you know, to, to, to minister to people's lives, to make connections. In other words, religion, listen to this, in other words, religion must conform to, not challenge the secular. Jesus, I don't know what he's thinking, uh, but Jesus is not happy. 
This man has impact, he has influence, and he says that we're not supposed to challenge the secular. Something's wrong. Now notice. Let's um, read this last line. It says, uh, uh, the house of one will reflect a postmodern spirit of the time. The, the theologian said once again, this is not a club for monotheistic religion. In other words, you know, Christianity, we got one God. We want all others to join. And I thought, all others, people? Oh, no. All other gods. He wants all other gods. And so this building, it's, it's, it, it's going to be in the center is where everybody gets to fellowship. But here will be a here will be a wing for for Christianity. Here's a wing for Muslim. Here's a wing for Buddha. Here's a wing for Satanist. Here's a wing for whatever, and we can all come together. No, we can't. We've got a problem, people. They're coming after you. They're coming after the family. They're coming after your children, your grandchildren. They're coming after everything that you believe in. We've got to make a stand. For Jesus. Everything we do, we do it in the love of God. Amen. We're not against anybody, but we're for Jesus. And if you're for Jesus, you've got to make a stand. Pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. We honor you. We magnify your name. We lift your name on high. Lord, I pray right now that you'll touch each one of us and you'll help us to be in that place, in that position, that if there's some way that we may be ashamed of uh, of some promise, some truth that you gave to us, if there's some way uh, that we're erring from that, that we're not embracing that, if there's some way that, that we're even moved to the point where we're resisting that, we ask for conviction. We ask that your that your Holy Spirit, the one that leads us and guides us into all truth, will just grab us by the hand, grab us by the heart, and help us to follow you. Lord, show us every place in our life, Lord, those things that I've been praying about, those things that people in this very service have been praying about. Show us those things that are real and true, and those things that are a weight. Show us how to repent of those, how to get those burdens out of our life. Take us to that place of truth tonight and let us leave here free and light, healed and whole. Lord, let it be. We love you. We honor you. Touch us and draw us right now. We ask in the name of Jesus. Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, I want to, I, I want to repent of some things. Hey, repentance is not something to be ashamed of. I'll tell you, I repent every day, multiple times a day. I'm not a sinner. Come on, I'm a saint. You're not a sinner. You're a saint. But guess what? We live in a sinful world. We're a spirit being with a soul in a flesh body. And so we need to walk in repentance, but we need to be in that place where we don't carry those things. You're not under condemnation. Come on, you're in the liberty and the victory of the Lord. But tonight, would you lay down some things and and just be honest with God and let Him give you a new place of freedom and liberty in your life, even though everything may look bad and may look worse and worse, for you, it's going to be okay. Because you got Jesus in your life. You're on this, this side of the cross. Amen. Would you come and let us pray with you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give him all of those cares, those things that's in your mind. There's some, there's some that there just look, it looks like a whole covey of bats. When, when those thoughts come to your mind, they, those bats, they just, they just shed out all light and it just gets dark all around you. And, and that darkness turns into hopelessness and, and, and all of those things. Would you come tonight and give, lay them on this altar? Cast that burden off in Jesus' name.